All right, episode 51. Welcome back, Adrian Trot. KT Confidential. I've missed two. I was off recuperating from surgery, but I'm back. I'm 99% better. Now everybody's going to wonder, oh, what kind of surgery did you have? I had a piece of my kidney removed. Just a small piece. That's why I said 99%. So 1% of me is gone. Probably smaller than that, like a fraction of a percent. Anyways, episode 51. Thanks for welcoming me back so nicely. Get that branding on camera, KT. Today I want to talk about, it was actually one of our KT Quick Tip videos from years ago. Things that turn buyers off. And we experience this stuff all the time. And actually it's something that we are experiencing a lot recently. Like we have the, uh, what we dubbed as the dead mouse house. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, we've. You sent me a picture of that that day, I think. I posted it on, on, on Instagram. Yeah. It was an Instagram story. Literally. Do you still have, I must have that picture. We'll post, we'll post it somewhere. Picture of a dead mouse. Yeah, I probably have it. So this house is for sale. I take my clients to see it. We go and into it's the a basement into the furnace room. One and a half million dollar home. One and a half million dollar home, 6,000 square feet. Um, get into the basement into the furnace room. Dead mouse just laying there. Probably been there for weeks. Not to be confused with Dead Mouse's house. Dead mouse, yes. No, this yeah. was a house with a dead mouse. A mouse that was dead. Correct. Just to clarify. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, and then, and then we've been in a lot of dirty properties lately. So, uh, well, yeah, that's one of the that's among the many things that we come across that turn buyers off. So, and here are the top five things. Go. And, <laughs> and first of all, these are things that. Well, you don't want to run down the top five. Let's go. Let me explain. These are come things on. that maybe an average rusty. an average person may think, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. I don't think people truly appreciate how. It, the small deals can make or the small details can make or break a deal. You know what I notice? A lot of it has to do with the realtor as well. Um, time and time again, what I see is the top, a lot of the top performing realtors will spend a little bit more time in that attention and detail, whether it's getting the house clean or decluttering or blah, blah, blah. We're going to go through this list, but um it's a joint effort. The realtor and the homeowner have to be on the same page, have to see eye to eye on a lot of these things, and have to get the job done because and, that's what's going to get the job done. Well, and you definitely need a, a second set of eyes because you, as a homeowner, you're biased. You love your house. I just got to say, I, I I do prefer sitting across from you. It's a little awkward that we're on a bit of an angle here. Well, why did you move over? Because we have this leg in the table and it's always in my way. I just straddle it. And I can't move now because the focus on the camera is set and I can't throw things off. But let's talk about the first thing as an example on my list is, and it's a big one, smells. Walk into a house, if it smells, the first thing they say is? It smells? <laughs> I don't yes, know. Yeah, it smells. That's their first impression. And then they can't get over that. Yeah. If it smells like garbage, Smells like air fresheners are the worst. They give me headaches, especially. Well, they're toxic. They are. It gives me headache instantly. Yeah, and I've had clients who just whether it's allergies, uh, sensitivities, 
Pregnant women, they can't stand that stuff. Oh, I've, yeah. I've been in those situations. I remember one particular situation and the uh, client, she was pregnant and she couldn't, she walked in and we walked right out. She couldn't even see the house. So. Garbage. Sometimes people left. Stinky garbage, stinky fridge. That's the worst. Oh, Opening man. a fridge and it just reeks. No offense to any cultures out there, but there are certain foods. Yeah. Uh, that, well, in, in in any culture, any type of cooking has foods, but specifically ones that have more spices or garlic and onions and fish. You leave well, that curries in your, and cur- all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you have that left over in in your fridge for a few days. When you open it up, uh, you're getting the waft, and you might yeah. not notice it because you're used to it. A hundred percent. But. Somebody new coming into the house. And really, if you know you're selling, you should plan accordingly. And it's like some smells are very hard to get out of a house. We don't often run into smoke, cigarette smell anymore. I was just going to say, if by chance you're still smoking. I don't remember the last time I walked into a house. I mean, it happens, I suppose, but it's not common. None None of our listings. No, but even just showing houses, it's rare that you walk in and it smells like cigarette smoke. Maybe because sometimes I notice they smoke in the garage and some lingers gets into the house. Most yeah. people don't smoke in the house. But if you are planning to sell, stop cooking stinky food weeks in advance. Just, it will make a difference. If you have pets, mm-hmm. that can be a smell that turns people off. Yeah. Uh, basements. Cats. Uh, poorly ventilated basements. Get that, that mold musty, moldy, moldy smell. Yep. Like immediately people think there's mold. Even if there's not, there may very well be. But... Immediately, it's like a huge red flag, right? Because everyone has, there's this huge stigma attached to mold that it's just extremely unhealthy and it needs, and it's impossible to get rid of. So, uh, how can you avoid that? Well, you get the air ducts cleaned. Yes. Change the filters. You probably get calls day. for it every day. Yeah. Just <laughs> take them up on their offer. Those guys, I don't know. Um, you drinking Pepsi? Yeah, I just... And a coffee? I've had two coffees and a Pepsi today. might have exceeded my caffeine intake for the day. You're allowed to drink caffeine uh, fine with the surgery? Yeah. Just no alcohol? I can even have... I actually had wine yesterday. But that's my first drink in over a month. That was just a personal choice. I wasn't told not to. Um, I don't know about steam cleaning carpets. Like we had that one. Steam cleaning can actually make it worse. Yeah, it almost it makes amplifies it, it yeah, for it a does. while because of the steam and, and it brings it to the surface and yeah. you don't get 100% of everything. I think a big mistake with basements that people make when they're finishing their basement is they don't have proper ventilation. Like a vast majority of the times there's no uh, air return yep. and usually not sufficient. They, don't have, they have insufficient uh, heat registers. To push air in. Or if they have any of those things, oftentimes they're in the wrong locations. Yeah. Yeah. Especially bathrooms. How many people forget to put one but in smells the bathroom? But smells also is just giving the house a, a, a thorough, thorough cleaning. Yeah. Like get out that vinegar water. Get out some, you know, uh, the best way, vinegar water, a little bit of lemon because it breaks that uh, vinegar smell. You know what I used to do when I was a kid? I was like a clean freak. So I used to have a really clean bedroom. And before I would vacuum, I would sprinkle baby powder on the ground. 
and then vacuum it up. Oh, it smelled amazing. It was subtle and it just, it was really nice. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Can you please cut this up for an Insta post? Because <laughs> I think everybody should know that you used to sprinkle baby powder in your bedroom. It's a great trick. No wonder you didn't get laid when you were in high school. For a, <laughs> for a teenager's bedroom, I had the nicest smelling teenager's bedroom. Bar none. Right. All right, next. Um, that cover smells. Mess and dirt. I was. I remember uh, we talked about them briefly today. Clients I was showing houses to, and the wife, every time we walked into a house, uh, she would look at the baseboards. And if she saw dirty baseboards, that she became fixated on the dirty baseboards. And you know what's uh, interesting with baseboards is it actually is very easy for a quote-unquote clean house to have dirty baseboards because yes. now a lot of them have that little lip on the top, you know, with the newer styles, the more clean uh, cut um, baseboards and, and casings around the windows and doors. And it's easy just for dust to settle on it. Yeah. And over time, if there's any moisture in the air or any um, spills or anything, it can just sit there for and get caked on over time, right? So yeah. even if you think you're cleaning, if you're not wiping those down all the time, it adds up. Yeah. But again, this is what's... Fan, the, the vents for the... Oh, that drives me crazy. Fans? Bathroom In fans the bathroom, especially. It's so yeah. easy to do. Um, but again, just to emphasize how important it is, like for this person, she really had very little interest in the house if she saw the baseboards were dirty. Yep. Um, and it's not uncommon that somebody becomes fixated on something. You know what else is very common? Is opening uh, the cabinets. I find most people keep their garbage under the sink in the kitchen. Yes. And if you open that cabinet, you get a little, you, you get you know, a little bit of garbage here and there, or your uh, compost overspills a little yeah. bit, and you don't give that cabinet a good wipe down yeah. and the doors. Yeah. Uh, that can be a real turnoff, right? Because kitchen is supposed to be yeah. like sterile and, and spotless. Yeah, I agree. And then mess. Look in some closets, you know, you got clothes overflowing, you got... Dirty laundry overflowing. Well, closets are an interesting one because if they see them overflowing, you see stuff on the floors, you see stuff on the shelves, uh, subconsciously they they see the house kind of bursting at its seams and assume there's not enough storage in the house. If, you know, if not for the current person, then maybe it's not enough for them too. But if you see a nice clean closet, nothing on the floor, nice boxes organized on top, it has a very different perception of it. You know, a lot of people know the term decluttering. Yeah. But what does that mean? To me, right. it mean that is a part of decluttering. Like yeah. if you're selling your home now in the fall or into the winter months, you don't need your summer clothes. Well, you decluttering know. doesn't it means to yeah, remove stuff and get rid of excess stuff and to organize the clutter. So if you got a bunch of uh, individually like, sweaters. You see, I love moving. Oh, I hate it. You know why? I I, well, I haven't moved now in nine years, but you know why I love it? It you forces purge. you to purge. Yeah. It forces you to get organized. Mm -hmm. I just enjoy being your neighbor too much. 
Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Unless you find us a house next to each other, maybe then. Nope, not happening. Damage. Yeah, so sometimes you see holes punched in a wall. Doors. Doors that aren't looking so great. Floors. Floors, Floors are, are a big one. Floors are a big one. Like if either of us sold our homes right now, I'd have we'd to, have to replace all of our floors. Or account for it in the price. Or account for it in the price. Yeah. I, I mean, it's to somebody that's buying that also has a big dog, which is the reason mine are scratched, they may not care. But to the vast majority of people, they'd be turned off. My stairs got scratched when Winston was a puppy because yeah, he, I remember couldn't, that. he couldn't uh, climb up the stairs and really dug his nails in and yeah. scratch the crap out of them. So I would probably have them refinished. Necessary for selling? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think so because... It depends on the stairs. Like my stairs are in a spot where they're not a focal point and they're sort of dark. Yours are... a an architectural feature within the house that that's true everyone's yeah. looking at right yeah. so depends on the house um one that really bothers me and i don't know if anything exists to fix it is dings in stainless steel appliances oh there 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 is um i don't know if there's a product specifically well like remember we used to be in the auto industry if people come by to pull dings out of cars the same thing should exist for appliances I would hire someone to come fix my fridge. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it depends how severe it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how easy it would be because in a car, even with the car, you have to get that one piece behind that dented piece of metal. It's not just from the front. I think they do it from the front a lot it's, of the time. It's almost like earphones. I don't think so anymore. No? I think a lot of them, they so just... it's like a plunger? It's like suction cups here, and then this piece gets screwed on, and it pops it out somehow. I don't know. Anyways, it would be... But especially on a fridge. The fridge is a focal point within the kitchen, which is a huge factor of someone's purchase usually. The kitchen's a big part of it. And then you have this massive stainless steel fridge and this big ding in it. It's a turnoff. So that's one thing. I don't know if you can fix it. I know you can replace the panel. Yeah. But that you're talking several hundred bucks. Right. Most well, used fridges are only worth a few hundred bucks. I had a uh, one house where they had a uh, glass top slide-in range, electric range, and the glass top was chipped. So they actually were able to buy a new glass top for it, mm -hmm. which in their case I think was smart. What other repairs would turn people, like... Loose railings. That's a big one. Yeah. Handrails going upstairs. Yeah. Everybody grabs it. Mm -hmm. And it startles people, right? Missing caulking. We talk about that sometimes. That's, That's easy fix. Yeah, everyone should do that. Yeah. Around anything that shows a neglect in maintenance. Yeah. Those are repairs that need to go on the list right away. Doors that don't close properly. That drives me nuts. Where they don't latch? Yeah. Or they don't latch. You can't, I hate that. Yeah. Like three doors in my house are like it, that. Yeah. And the house shifts, right? And and the the wood and everything that's used to construct the home, essentially, with the exception of your brick, yeah. uh, will 
Or if you don't have a doorstop and you have the holes in the wall from the door handle. Yes. That's common. Anyways, these are all things that people should address beforehand. Or if you're like me and have several doors in the home that have been or that have had a hole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Kicked through it. Um, That's too funny. When was that one? Was that? That's the upstairs bathroom. When did that happen? Did Natalie do that also? Yeah. That's two doors for her, isn't it? Yeah. One eight-foot door and one seven-foot door. Oh, my goodness. So I have to buy those doors, which are custom doors, then paint them and install them. Maybe she can install the doors this time. Probably. Yeah, but then you got to change them all. True. Anyways, that's funny. Um, Noisy stuff. Lots Squeaky of- doors. First impression, open front door. That was very good. That's easy to fix. You buy that lube, whatever type of lube you want, jiggle lube or that graphite lube. Don't use WD-40. No. You need something that actually has that. um, Lasting effect. uh, Well, it's, it's, it's the type of lubrication. Right. You can use olive oil. Olive oil is great, actually. Yeah, I've read that. I haven't tried it. Yeah. But you just put on I a used rag. That on, I used it on, I used, uh, I don't know why I had it in my, oh, it's because I made my potato stacks at Thanksgiving. Uh, Pam, you know the spray? I used that on the baby gate that was squeaky. Works like a charm. Yeah. It's a good idea. And non-toxic. And non-toxic. Yeah, but that's a big thing. Um, furnaces. A noisy furnace. Uh, could Even a noisy AC. A noisy air conditioner could be remedied with a service call and it will eliminate the concern that somebody thinks it is going to become a big problem. Like yeah. a buyer that hears a noisy furnace may immediately think they need to buy a new furnace. Oh, they will. Instead right out of, of that. You know, so $5,000. Oh, listen to that versus, furnace. I'm going to have to budget for a new furnace. Right. Instead of spending 150 bucks, 200 bucks, get it serviced. Yep. And it eliminates the objection altogether. Yep. So that's easy. Appliances, a lot of noisy uh, refrigerators. Yep. Um, I don't know. Can you service appliances? Bathroom fans. Yeah, I've got one of those. Oh, my God, is it noisy. Isn't it annoying? And I've put up with it for like five years. Have you actually taken the lid off and tried to repair it? I've taken the lid off and I've looked at it. And then I put the lid back on and I left it for five years. (laughs) A lot of people don't know, but actually... Sometimes it's just the the fan blade itself that needs an adjustment or a tightening. Oh, really? Or take some Pam, spray it when it's off because it could just need some lubrication. Maybe. Just make sure that it's not getting too hot because then maybe you're starting a cooking fire. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you might want to use the Jigaloob on that one. Yeah. But noisy fans are a big one. Um I said appliances. That's a big one. I guess that's a big, oh squeaky floors. Yeah. So nobody can, likes squeaky floors. No. So they can actually be. Uh, we had one house. I can't remember which house. How it many was. buyers we've had that do this kind of? Walk oh yeah, they're like walking through the house trying to find the squeaks. <laughs> There's my squeak noise for you. And they, I can't remember which house it was. Oh, it was. Um, I do remember. Anyways, irrelevant. But there was a house we had. And why the fuck I didn't even mention it? Because it just came to mind. And when you're walking uh, into one of the rooms, one of the first, as you turn around the corner, it squeaks right there. And it was always, always drove the homeowners crazy. And they said, oh, yeah, the builder was never able to fix it. That, that, that I put them in touch with our flooring guy that we often use. And 
he went by and it was carpet floor and he went by and did something. I don't know what he did. He pulled up the carpet a little bit. He put like some shims in the, uh, underneath one of the walls close to the squeak and it fixed it. Didn't squeak ever again. So easy fix as just things that people neglect or don't get around to doing or think maybe it's a bigger job than it actually is. So worth looking into. And there's a lot of these small things that you can hire a handyman to tackle all of them at once. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing with with handymen uh, or with any job. The more things you do at once, the cheaper it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you should make a list and get it all done Instead at once. Instead of getting an electrician to install one light, do 10 lights at all right, the same Right, because you're paying 200 bucks for them just to be there. All right, next. People. And I added pets. Nobody wants people and pets there. When people come into the house to see your house, they want to be able to envision themselves uh, being there and living there. Um, but they can't do that if you're there. So try not to cross paths. Leave 10 to 15 minutes before the appointment. Come back 10 to 15 minutes after the appointment. Um, and certainly don't stay there during the visit. Nobody likes the homeowner there because you feel like you can't say anything. Right. You're probably going to spend less time in there because it's a little awkward. Yeah. And every single time that I have visited a home where the homeowner is home, my buyers always comment and say, well, that's kind of awkward. It's a very awkward it visit. Is. Like nobody says anything. And the problem with it is half of those sellers, at least half, are going to start trying to sell you on the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, let oh, me take you on a tour. Bob the neighbor. Yeah. Him and I have beer every Friday. I'm going to be sad to miss Bob. Oh, let me show you this fridge. This fridge is fantastic. I bought this fridge three years ago. It's the best. Like, exactly. you start getting the stories about everything. Nobody's listening to you. And that's what the real estate agent is for. Yeah. So... Let people take the time and, you know, have the house empty. I, and, and then pets. A lot of people are afraid of dogs. Cats. I have. I had clients I that am, wouldn't go into, I think it was a superstitious thing. They would not go into a house because there was a cat. Well, and how many people are allergic? Like, I'm highly allergic yeah. to cats. Within a minute of being in the house, I will feel it. Even if they're not, the cat becomes the focal point for people that love animals. They start saying, "Oh, cute little kitty," you yeah. know, and they don't want—they don't even look at the house anymore. I like that. You usually don't make any voices. You're getting a little more animated today. You know why? I Were do you make. An, you got I your do, staples removed today, right? Listen, I do Are you make on any drugs. No, I'm not on drugs. Do you have any? The last time I made voices, I was I was making, oh, old lady sounds, and you started mocking me, and old man sounds, and you started saying I was being prejudiced or something. So I stopped making sounds because I don't want you to think I'm making fun of. A certain type of person. Well, not every old lady sounds like that. Anyways. You know who puts baby powder in their beds? Old ladies. Don't stereotype. So do teenage boys. <laughs> um, but So on the note of people, I added to the list cameras. If you have a camera in your living room, you might as well be sitting on the fucking couch eating popcorn watching people. It's the same distraction. Yeah, or the Nest Cams, uh, or what do you call them in the baby's room? Like baby cams? Yeah, baby cams. People assume you've got Wi-Fi, you've logged in, and you're watching. Yeah. Uh, oh, not assume. You are watching. 100%, yeah. Um, having something outside is one thing. But once they're inside, like, you know, they need that privacy to be able to yeah. walk through the house 
without the concern that they're being monitored yep. because they want to speak freely and really absorb the house and talk about it. Well, it's like going to a public bathroom that has a camera in it. Would you feel comfortable? Right. It's kind of similar. Exactly. Except they have their pants on. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Yeah. I hope maybe you should have cameras in the house. <laughs> or maybe a nanny cam, something something discreet. Like, I don't really have a problem with the the concept of seeing what they're doing in the house. I have a problem with the idea that it interferes with their ability to uh, enjoy the house. Well, to concentrate. Correct. So if you want to have a discreet camera that they can't see. I can assure you, the let's say the room... Or areas where they have a camera set up are the areas where that potential buyer is spending the least amount of time in. Right. And it's usually the areas that are the most important. Living room, which is usually connected to the kitchen. Yep. Whatever. So get over your needs to see what's happening. Oh, that was the end of our list. So you told me to add a couple things to mine that wasn't on the list. Go ahead. One was cameras. We've talked about it. Okay, next. The other is being more accommodating. The worst, Showings. Yeah. The worst thing ever is... That really does turn buyers off because if they, they have a schedule. They have a schedule. And they are the buyers. They want to spend the money to buy your house. Right. So if they want to spend the money to buy your house, let them in whenever the hell they want to be That's in That's like there. going on to Amazon and trying to order something and they say, no, come back in five hours. Right. You're not going to order it. Well, and you get a That's lot a of... That's a good analogy, actually. It is. You're not going to go back to Amazon in five hours to reorder it. You're going to go to the next store. You're going to go Walmart and order it from there. Whoever's them. got the product for there you. There you go. Same thing. If you decline my buyer showing, that's what's happening. Yeah. You become that Amazon order. Yeah. You get people, like there was that one house we were trying to show, and they are only showing Friday, Saturday, yeah, Friday, Sunday. Sun, Saturday, Sunday from 12, 12. to 6 or something yeah. like that. So you have a six-hour window, three days of the week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like people have plans on weekends too. Yep. That's, uh, so Or, you know, when it's no showings after 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. Now, I get it because people have young kids. We have young kids. Sh- sure, but, but you plan for hopefully it. Hopefully your home is not on the, like the average in, in Halton is about three weeks. So your home's going to be on the market for three weeks. Come on. Give me a break. For three weeks, you can figure something out well, where you can allow a buyer to go in at 8 o'clock at night because that's the buyer that just worked their ass off all day, rushed home on the go train, didn't probably didn't even eat dinner yet, but will make it work to be there at eight o'clock because they really want to see your house. Well, and if you don't accommodate them, you're going to be on the market for six weeks and you're going to sell for less money. Right. Your choice. Yeah. To that one buyer that happened to be available before. Yeah. You never know who's going to be the right one. So don't gamble. Let them, else? let them all through. No, that was it. Okay, so I added, I didn't want you to see, so that's why I closed my book. Okay. Bad grass. Bad grass. Yeah. First, or bad landscaping. First impression. And they, and people often say it when they walk up to your house, it sets the stage for their expectations of inside. And it's usually accurate. It usually if you have a is. shitty lawn, the inside of the house probably looks dirty and messy and yep. not very nice. Same yep. as a lawn. Yep. So... Set the right expectations by having a nice yard. Even, uh, you know, just, it doesn't have to be meticulous. No. And it doesn't have to be a professional landscape job. Like people always think, oh, I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars on on landscaping or I'm not going to, you know, resod the whole grass or whatever. But if you know you're going to sell or you're thinking about selling, 
What's wrong fertilize with fertilize once or twice? Fertilization, a little bit of edge your garden. Seeds, simple things you can do. Clear out New all mulch. the weeds. Yeah. You know, uh, get the driveway sealed. Even if you had... Getting the driveway sealed actually amplifies the look yeah. of the landscaping, too. Because Yeah, that dark that contrast new, yeah. of the, the dark uh, of, driveway. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, didn't realize you did yours. Now mine looks like shit. You did yours. I didn't do mine. And then our neighbor, Nor, did his. So you have two nice dark driveways and then my faded gray. You still haven't done any front landscaping, really. You've got that little stuff on the side, but I would have thought by now you would get rid of those builder patio stones and done something a little bit extra. Mm, yeah, contemplate Maybe even it. widen on that side your driveway so it gives you room for... I thought about it. Because the driveway's not quite wide enough to comfortably accommodate two cars. Well, because it's a large car, small car garage. Right. Well, that's what Madame calls it, large car, small car. That's what we they call it. Yeah. So this house it's comes a two with car a, garage. This they house just don't has fucking a tell you what size of cars. Large you need to car, have. small car garage. Yeah. That's where we start advertising the mess. Yeah. Well, a car is a car, so it's a double car. It is. But it's but it's not it's not a two car plus a lawnmower because that does that's why I park <laughs> on the driveway. Uh, poor craftsmanship was on my list. So as it pertains to like finished basements and things. Upgrades? Well, yes, yes. Finished basements is a good one because a lot of people hire the person that's going to do it for cheaper. Right. You know something that uh, I and find... And you know, you find the baseboards have gaps between them or they're not yeah, like put angled the, put properly. Put some dap in there. Uh, painting. Yeah. Like don't paint yourself if you don't know how to paint. Oh my hire God. painters. Everybody thinks they can paint. Yeah. Your cut lines look like crap. It's on the ceiling. And once it's on the, the ceiling, you're done. You're done. You can touch it up. It'll be noticeable forever unless you paint the ceiling. Yeah. So you're better to hire someone that doesn't splatter it on the ceiling. Yeah. Or on your floors. Another thing I don't understand what people the do. They, people finish the basement. The townhouse. For the love of God, don't paint the uh, uh, switches and the plugs. Yeah. The people finish their basement, but they don't finish the stairs. Like the house we bought. Exactly. For two, three hundred bucks, you could have carpet laid. Yeah. Because the impression there is you're walking down, you, you open the door to the basement, it says finished basement, and it's, oh, there's unfinished wooden stairs here. Original builder stairs. Yeah. yeah. So, so technically, would that be a partially finished basement? I would say that qualifies as partial. Um, it's very, it's very affordable. Have we talked about... You know what I also hate? So we've got a listing coming up with no ceiling in the basement. Hang on. You know what I Does also hate? Qualify as partial or Which one? full. I can't think of it. I'll tell you after. Has no ceiling? It's painted black. That's finished. That's personal preference. That's like walking into a uh, industrial kind of finished condo, right? What were you going to say? Um... I do not like when people put laminate on stairs and have that nosing on the edge. It's a trip hazard. Oh, yeah, that cheap... Uh... Yeah, like there's some people that do it and they put like a wood nosing that sits higher than the laminate or they oh, put that little metal brutal. flashing piece. You know what I also find is with laminate on the stairs is that over time it starts lipping. Yeah. Or or spacing. Yeah. It gets gaps. It looks mm -hmm. like shit. But poor craftsmanship can be anywhere throughout the home. Yeah. Uh, not just in basements. Uh, oh, a simple one, like for as far as craftsmanship is cupboard doors. Yeah. Adjust the hinges so the doors are all aligned. Yeah. 
And that they close properly. And they close properly. Yeah. Those are easy little adjustments with a little screwdriver. Yep. So there you go. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that turn buyers off. And the key is, and I think a lot of people think, oh, it's not a big deal. There are going to be people out there that one of the things on these lists, on this list, will be a focal point for it, them. Yeah, but it goes further than that, Adrian. It, 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 if your home checks all of the boxes right, and it doesn't have any X's against it, those are the homes that will command multiple offers, sell in a quick amount of time, and sell for over market value. We see it all the time. Our best listings, the ones that the people really take care of the house, is spotless, it checks everything without any X's. Those are the homes that get the most amount of attention in the quickest amount of time. And those are the homes that we say, wow, we didn't even think it would sell for that much. But they do. And and just to clarify, doesn't mean the house is necessarily uh, upgraded. highly upgraded. Nope. nope. It means doesn't mean that at all. It's ready to go. It's spotless. There's It's just very well cared for. Yep. In great condition. Yep. I think that's the end. That's it? You don't want to talk to me anymore? I haven't seen you in a while. We haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, that's true. Did that guy get back to you? I didn't check. Curious to know if he's going to come on. We've got, uh, I've got, I, I haven't really told you. We've got um, a few uh, of our uh, Baumler approved uh, colleagues uh, going to be coming on the show. Uh, one is the owner from Spears Flooring. You refer to them as colleagues? It's interesting. How else would you? Other Baumler approved companies? Yeah, sure. Just I'm just observation. I don't know. If you can come up with better terminology, I'm happy to consider using it. No, I know what you mean. That's all that matters. Right. So um That's good. We, we've got a few people lined up. Uh so I'm excited for some of the future episodes. That'll Next week uh we have another realtor uh who's also an investor and does uh does a good job. So it's got a good um, podcast. I like this podcast actually. He, I think we'll actually get along with him uh, quite well because um, he does a lot of the things that we do. And Yeah. Um, but nothing else for today? No. I don't think I'm still not 100% from the surgery. I'm like, I'm, after the surgery, I said to Cam today, I said one of the things I wanted to do, because I was going to be sitting at home or sitting at the hospital, whatever, was I'm going to sit down and uh, mark down all the clips to cut the long-form podcast up into and I was just watching the same 10 seconds over and over forever. I couldn't process anything. So it was, and I'm still not 100% out of that. Well, I'm just going to say, the two months that you were away from the office the most, August and October, you were, the most. were the two months that we fucking killed it. But and just, just to put it we out there. We had our biggest month ever Just in to October. put it out there, in both months, I believe I contributed uh, significantly a lot of the business was mine. When? Oh, in August and October? Especially in August, yes. I'm going to go back and Go look. back and no, check. No, no, no. August was my month. No. May, September. I'm not maybe, saying I'm not saying nobody maybe else maybe contributed. Maybe September you did okay. I'm not saying nobody else had a big contributor. Anyway, I'm just talking from it. the team aspect, okay? No, you're not. You're insinuating 
that you are better without me. No, I didn't say I'm never better without you. I'm saying when you weren't here, coincidentally, the two months that you were here the least amount were the two months that were the biggest months I'm that we've ever I'm fine taking had. more vacation. I encourage you to do so. All right. Steve and I had that. You didn't listen to our podcast. No. Uh, so he booked his trip to Jamaica. Right. And he's going in January. He loves it there now. And I was telling him, almost demanding that he just shut off his phone and put it away. And you, I know, oh, I like to work when I'm on vacation. I always have my phone on when I'm on vacation or whatever, whatever. Although I didn't this August. I was pretty And there's good. a lot of people out there. Like, I can't imagine Gary V ever shutting off his phone on vacation. Apparently, he's really good at it. He said he, he I says, can't imagine a lot of entrepreneurs It's because that's, it down. That, it, they it, enjoy it. Fine. You can disagree with me or agree to disagree, but no, I, I do agree that it's important. Everybody needs to totally shut down. If you can't do it every month, I understand, but throughout the year, you need to find time to disconnect. Yeah, totally disconnect. I and agree. Uh, so I encourage you to take. You don't take enough time off. We don't take enough time off. This year, we I did okay. I don't know what you did. But I took two and a half weeks off in August. Yeah, August I took, uh, I want to say uh, a week off in August. No, while I was I here see. because you and Jen were gone. Oh, yeah. We were all gone at the same, at the same time. Uh, oh, no, you I stayed. took a week off in July, a week off in August, and a few days in September. And that was about it but, all year. And to put but, things into perspective but for I people take a, that say, oh, I only get two weeks. We work like seven days a week. Right. So it's it's different. Yeah. And seven days at like. 10 to 14 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, we work probably 60 to 70 hours a week consistently every week without taking days off. Like we can go a month mm-hmm. without having a day off. So our vacation time is... That's something we're bad at. We've talked well, about that talking, many times. We need to I'm schedule saying. one day off a week. Yeah. And stick to I'm it. I'm off on Saturday. Uh, I was supposed to be off Saturday, uh, Sunday and Monday. But now Monday we got a podcast. We're going to... Uh, Start shooting some KT Quick Tip episodes again. On Sunday, you've got your home inspection. And now on Sunday, I have the home inspection for Dead Mouse House. Right. So, um, not Dead Mouse's house. The mouse of the dead house of the mid, house of the mouse that's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking Saturday off because I got to clean my garage. I'll remember that because sometimes I'm guilty of just calling you anyways because I'm so used to it, and I don't think, oh, he's off. Yeah, because off doesn't necessarily mean off. You see, those off days, I'm not disconnected. So right. I'm still responding to emails. So I'm still technically Right, well, working. that's what we're saying is you need to. Right. I'm really bad at that. Yeah. At the cottage, too, because we've got Wi-Fi there. Right. And see, this, yeah, and, yeah, we don't. And in the morning with my coffee. Oh, that's something I'm doing this room, winter, like, by the way. I'm going to take two nights, probably just two nights, maybe three. I'm going to go up to the cottage. And I'm having uh, what I got the idea. I think Cam mentioned it originally. And then I saw it on one of Bill Gates' uh, Netflix shows. He does thinkations. So he disconnects. He goes away for however long he goes away. And he just, he's completely disconnected. And he reads and makes notes and brainstorms. So I'm going to try that. This winter, up at the uh, family cottage, disconnect. 
They don't even have a washroom. I have to use the outhouse, and there's no running water. But it'll. I'm looking forward to it. Be quiet. Just do some it's reading. So quiet. Writing. There. Yeah. I it's think nice because uh, on your road you can actually drive up to the cottage. Yes. Whereas mine, I would have to park before the bridge there and walk in, yeah. which is almost a kilometer. Yeah, or you get a snowmobile. Or you get a snowmobile. Yeah. Which I've considered. Um, just going by yourself, eh? Yeah. I tried to weasel my way into that. It's like, uh, what's that movie, Fargo? What's that? What are you? I don't know. I can't fishing? remember that one. You going to do any ice fishing? No, I'm just going to sit inside and read and write mm. and drink. I'll have some wine. Might have a fire. Make some snow angels. Build a fort. But primarily just read and write. What happens to the fire pit when all the snow is in there? Doesn't it get cold? I would think that the snow melts. Oh, you fucking idiot. I mean, do you have a fire pit there that you could use? I would think you move if the snow. If all of the snow. You move the snow. You dig a hole out. Just shovel it out? Yeah. And then build a chair out of snow and sit in it. Right. When are you going to do that? Um, I would think February. Yeah. Early February. It'd be a lot of snow. Before that, it may not, depending on the season. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it. That's my plan. you have any plans uh, for Christmas? Uh, is it too early to talk about Christmas? Are we taking any time off during that? I We're always usually pretty busy. I always try to take Christmas. that week between Christmas and New Year's off. Never happens. Um, it does sometimes, but the problem I find is somebody brings their damn kid to a party that's sick, and I get sick, and then I'm sick that entire week. That happens a lot. Yes, because you're out visiting people. And people with kids are terrible. Yep. They don't want to stay home with their sick kids, so they bring them out. I got That's how I got sick just before my surgery. I got bronchitis because somebody brought their kid to one of our family events. I won't say who it was. And I don't know for a fact this is what it was, but they sneezed, on the, they sneezed on the pie. I still ate the pie. My fault. You ate the pie that you knew got sneezed on? It's pumpkin pie. Wow. And I'm like, ah, oh, I've got, I've that's, got. That's a, more than the five second rule, right? There. I've got a strong immune system, and then I was sick. But anyways, so that's my fear. Every leading up to Christmas, I'm very weary of where I go and who I see because everyone's getting sick that time of year. Well, this is the time where everybody's getting sick now. Yeah, so I'm just trying to circulate it through our company already. Anyways, I think we're good. Yep. Thank you for listening to episode fifty one. D one. Confidential. KT Confidential. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast.